G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. When our lives take, well, a turn for the worse, one of the things that makes it even more difficult for us is seeing other people getting along just fine. It just doesn't seem fair. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again today as we take another look at your life from a different perspective. And please do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming your way to help you through whatever it is that you happen to be dealing with in your life, just in this moment. We all have times in our lives when we feel like we're in our own personal solitary confinement cell. Something's getting us down. doesn't matter what or how or how big or how small it is. Something. And it's like a prison. One of the things that we can feel in that little cell is, well, it's not fair. Why me? I mean, look at her. She doesn't have this problem. Look at him. He's doing just fine. But me, me, my life is a mess. We love to compare, don't we? It's like we have a scorecard on life. His is an eight. Hers is a seven and a half. Mine, well, mine's a two at best. Let me get right in your face here. That scorecard has a name, and it's called pride. And pride is like the reinforcement in the concrete of our prison cell. Pride just makes things worse. Whatever the issues are in your life or mine, pride is like a hardening of the arteries. Eventually, you have a heart attack. We're talking uh, about a letter that my mate Paul wrote. It was written... In the first century AD, and the reason I call Paul my buddy is because I've read his stuff over and over again. I really relate to the guy. And this letter we're looking at is a letter he wrote to his friends at a place called Philippi. Now, Paul wrote this while he was on death row in Rome. He was a political prisoner. He was there because of his faith. I mean, he was a really well-known guy. He's spent a decade across Asia Minor preaching and planting churches. This guy has made it. He's had huge rallies, he's planted all these churches, he's got all these friends, he is on the map. He's a celebrity. But now, he's in a dark, dark prison cell on death row. And there are some other guys out there preaching. Well, they're getting stuck into Paul. Listen to what he has to say about it. I'm reading this from his letter to the church at Philippi. He says, I want you to know, friends, that what's happened to me, well, it's actually helped spread the gospel so that it's become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to everyone else that my imprisonment is because of my faith in Jesus. And most of my brothers and sisters here have been made confident in God by my imprisonment, and they're daring to speak out the word with much greater boldness and without fear. Some of them, well, some of them proclaim Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. These proclaim Christ out of love, knowing that I have been put here for the defence of the gospel of Jesus. The others proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but intending to increase my suffering in my imprisonment. Ah, what does it matter? Just this, that Christ is being proclaimed in every way, whether out of false motives or true, and in that I rejoice. Isn't that amazing? Here's this guy on death row, 
he doesn't compare. He, not, no, Paul doesn't want to do that. He could have been in that dungeon consumed with envy. It's not fair. Why me? I'm in here, they're out there, they're getting all the limelight, and to make things worse, they're doing it just to upset me. Comparison and pride, would they have made things better or worse for Paul? If he'd been sitting in there with his pride, comparing his situation to the situation of those people out there, it would have seemed so unfair, wouldn't it? And quite clearly, that comparison and pride would have made things much worse for him. It would have ruined his day, would have ruined his life, wouldn't it? Would have eaten away at him in that dark cell. He could have become bitter and twisted. So let me get back in your face again and ask you, it's obvious, isn't it, that it's a dumb thing to do, comparison and pride? So why do we do that? What is it about ourselves that we look at our situation and the situations of other people and we have to compare and we have to complain and we have to say, oh, it's just not fair. It's not fair that I've got a husband like this. It's not fair that he got promoted over me at work. Come on, that stuff is like cancer. It saps the life out of us. It makes life so much worse. The opposite to that is humility. And humility is about not comparing. And humility is about making a decision that sounds something like this. It says, you know something, no matter what's going on, I'm just going to enjoy my life. I'm not going to compare my lot with theirs. I'm just going to enjoy. Paul goes on to write a little bit more about humility, just a few paragraphs later in this letter. You can pick it up in Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 11. He says this, he says, Look, don't do anything out of selfish ambition or conceit, but be humble. Think of others as better than yourself. Let each of you look not at your own interests, but the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Jesus even though he is in the form of God, he didn't regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born as a human being. Being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a gruesome cross. And because of that, God exalted him highly and gave him the name that is above every other name, so that the name of Jesus, every knee would bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue one day will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, to the glory of God the Father. That loss of Jesus on the cross, you know when they arrested him and they tried him and they, they beat him and they spat on him and they nailed him to a cross and he hung there for hours and died. Isn't that a big loss? What, and what a loser. That loss is the biggest victory in all history. It turns out that loss of Jesus is your victory and my victory. As he suffered there for you and me, he purchased eternal life. In our circumstances, we might be losing, but with that Jesus in our hearts, we have a huge, huge, huge win. It's like a get-out-of-jail-free card. Our circumstances may well be a prison for us. It may well be that we cannot change that one thing that's hurting us, but inside that prison cell we can be free as a bird. We can live life to the full no matter what. And when we do that, people notice. Paul goes on to say, work out this salvation with fear and trembling because it's God who's working in you. 
enabling you to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do everything without murmuring and whinging and arguing so that you'll be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of this crooked and perverse generation in which you shine like stars in the world. Pride is one of the hardest things to let go of. Are you dealing with that today? Father, I pray for anyone today who is dealing with pride, who's looking at their circumstances and comparing themselves to someone else. And Father, we know that pride is hard to let go of. But Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would place your spirit into the heart of anyone who is struggling with this at the moment and set them free. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, when Jesus puts his spirit, his hand on our heart, we have a security and a safety and a future and a hope and a joy and a peace no matter what. I am enjoying my journey. I'm on a road that Jesus has put there just for me. And you're on a road, you're on a journey that he's put there just for you. And even though my journey is not perfect, you know, maybe I'd have some things different on my journey. I wouldn't have your journey for quits. I love the journey that he has put me on. And the stupid thing is when we compare our journeys, we only look at the bad things in our journey and compare them with the good things of other people's journeys, don't we? Duh. You think that's a good idea? Does it make sense? This Jesus kind of humility helps us to let go of that stuff. Before we go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.